Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Today we are in the home in Virginia Beach, Virginia with Guy Burns. Guy, thank you so much for having my crew and I here to visit with you. It's my pleasure, thank you. You know we're traveling the country and we're interviewing people about their passions and so I am curious, what, how exactly would you describe what your passion is? It's helping people understand that they can really achieve anything they want in life and have an amazing day every day. Tell everybody exactly what you do, like all the different things that you're involved in, because that sounds like you really have it wrapped up. But I know that you are a speaker with the National Speakers Association. That's one of the things you do. But tell everybody about the amazing things that you do with that desire. The, uh, probably the biggest thing I do is I work with businesses and individuals to help them really achieve their dreams and goals. Everybody knows where they want to go. They talk about it. They dream about it, but they never really put a plan in place. And in 1988, I heard Brian Tracy speak. It's the first time I'd ever heard a speaker. I'd never heard of this industry. I didn't know anything about it. And I saw this guy on stage sharing ideas with people, changing lives. I'm sitting in the audience, copiously notes everywhere. And I'm going, I want to do that. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anything, but I wanted to do it. And so for 15 years, I studied this industry of how to help people, how to change my life, how to anybody can do anything. And in 2003, I started my business. It's allowed me to go to 21 countries. I've spoken in 10 countries. I work with businesses literally all over the world, helping them achieve their goals. You know, one of the coolest things that I think that you do is you take what you've learned, you make it your own, you create your own systems, write books on it, make programs out of it, and then facilitate it. Isn't that what you do? Like that's how I'm seeing some of what you do. That's very much what I do. The reality is there's not a lot of new truths. The truth is the truth is the truth. I probably teach things that Socrates taught. I teach things that, that, that Jesus spoke about, the love your neighbor, treat others well. A lot of the things that I teach are the truth. People need them in bite-sized encapsulations where they can take it and apply it. And that's the biggest thing that I really do with my programs. As you said, when I facilitate a program, whether it's a, uh, a one-day training class or whether it is a uh, coaching program where I go into a business several months in a row and work with a team, is really getting the people to apply it. Because understanding it is one thing. It's easy to say, oh, that's a great idea. The program that I work with most is called Present Positive, Productive, and Persistent. If everybody will be present and keep their head in the game every day, wherever you are, be there. If you're at home, be there for your family. If you're work and you're whatever you're doing, stay focused. Just be where you are. The next one is to be positive. Stuff's going to happen. You're going to get flat tires. Coworkers are going to let you down. Customers are going to let you down. Things are going to happen. Might as well have a great attitude because it's going to happen either way. The next one is be productive. The world pays for value. When you add value to something, whether you're a sports star, whether you're a uh, 
somebody who works in a grocery store or whatever job it is, if you add value to the world, you start getting compensated for it. And then be persistent. You can have the first three. You can have a good attitude sometimes. You can work hard sometimes. You can even keep your head in the game sometimes. But if you don't have that fourth quality of persistence of keeping on, keeping on, then it's gonna, you're going to have a lot of challenges with it. So when you stay present positive, productive, and persistent, all I do is I help people understand they really can have anything they want in their lives if they'll just focus on those and do them every day. You know, I really feel like you and I are about the same thing, which doesn't surprise me because you and I are so similar <laughs> in other ways. Very similar. But, you know, it is about getting people to act, and it's about getting people to live lives that are more exciting or more meaningful, enriched in some way. And that's what you're saying. You're, you know, you're helping them do that in whatever capacity. Like for you, you're talking about more in the workplace. For like when you go in and train and facilitate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and for me, I'm talking about more bringing a passion that doesn't have to be, you know, tied to a job. Mm -hmm. But that's what I want people to see so much is that they can take something that they're interested in, that, that they're passionate about, that they understand, and turn it into a program, turn it into a business of their own like you do. I mean, you, you're, you were telling me your schedule. You're going all <laughs> over. I couldn't, I'm like, and you're so fast about it, right? So I'm like, bing, 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 ricochet all around, not just the country, but the world. I mean, you're, you're all over the place. What kind of hesitations or challenges did you face and overcome in order to take this leap into what you're doing from what you were doing. Well, since we're going to keep this relatively short, like less than an hour, hour and a half, <laughs> I'll only give you the biggest hesitation or the biggest challenge that I faced. I grew up in a little town called Prunedale. Nobody, nobody in my family has ever been to college, including myself. And yet in 1988, I decided I wanted to be a professional speaker. And so I just said, what am I going to have to learn? And even today now, I've spoken in, uh, I think it's 10 countries, I've spoken to probably 40 or 50,000 people. I've had PhDs, people with master's degrees, and I've never been to college still a day in my life. Uh, I fly to Australia, I teach in New Zealand, I've spoken in Malaysia, Italy, Austria. All of these places that I've gone, many, many times, people are much more educated in a book style than I am. But what I've done is everything I've learned, as you said, I've applied it. So when I learn a technique, how can I improve my life? I say affirmations every day, what I want my life to look like. The biggest thing that breaks my heart is for people to say, I can't. I have no business doing what I'm doing. I bungee jump, I skydive, I jet ski, I drive a convertible Mercedes, I ride a motorcycle, I, I live life to the max. And I shouldn't be doing any of this. A little kid who grew up in a town from, called Prunedale with 4,000 people in it. Sounds like something straight out of Hee Haw for those of you who are old and know what Hee Haw is. Well, what's funny about that is I, I just I just met two people who were in Hee Haw while I was in Nashville, and one of them I interviewed. So why is Hee Haw coming up? All, all of these overlapping things are cre creeping me out. Hey, no, I just absolutely believe if you decide to do something, you put your mind to it, you say the words over and over and over again. People become what they talk about and what they think about. That's one of the few beliefs that almost every psychologist, every person that's ever studied self-improvement agrees upon is what we think about, we're drawn towards it. One of my favorite analogies with that is a little child, when you're, you're with a, think about a time, maybe you've ever been a child, five, six years old, they're learning to ride the bicycle, they're on their little two-wheeler, and the first time they start to take off. 
and mom or dad lets go and they're riding down the sidewalk and mom or dad says, look out for the tree. Don't run into the tree. Don't hit that tree. Because a child focuses on the tree, the child runs into the tree. And most people talk about what they can't have and why their education is too low and they're too young or they're too old or they're too smart or they're too dumb or they're too fat or they're too thin or they're too tall or they're too short or they're too, too, too. The reality is I'm living proof that you can do anything. You can have anything that you want as long as you talk positive, you think positive, you act positive, you do what it takes every day to add value and people will start paying you for it. And I don't work with just businesses. I coach individuals, I've worked with uh, sales teams, I've worked with sales individuals who said, I know I'm right on the cusp. I've Story after story of lives that have been changed and not because I did it, I gave them a few ideas. They knew most of them anyway, but I asked them to act and to believe in themselves. And when you believe in yourself and you act on it every day, the world is at your feet. You can do anything. It's just, it's, it's amazing. I just, it hurts my heart that people don't live you know, life to the fullest. Most of them wake up, go to a job, and then come home and eat some food and watch TV, and they do it again for 40 years and then die. And I've met people that have never left Kansas. <laughs> Why? So just live life to the fullest. What do you think you've learned most about yourself through this journey? Probably the thing I've learned most about myself is when I find a weakness, I figure out a way to overcome it. I am organizationally challenged. <laughs> I am not necessarily wonderful at booking everything, doing all the details, keeping all the things in, in, in order. So I find that when I have an area that I'm really strong in, I focus on it. An area that I'm weak in, I hire somebody to do it. People say, find your weaknesses and work on them. Why? Why would I work on my organizational skills when I can work on uh, presenting and creating and doing all the things that I was given naturally and pay somebody for that? So I have a, a virtual assistant that does all of my travel planning uh, and I have found that if I try to do something that I'm not good at, it frustrates me, it sucks my energy out and it stops me from doing the things I am good at. Now I know that you have coming up and I think it's in the UK, like a 1200 person, two day, extravaganza coming up that you're yep. pretty excited about. I'm very excited about it, thank you. Is there a favorite memory that you have from your, your speaking career? Probably my favorite memory I have from my speaking career, and it's, it's when I was really early on, I was actually an employee working for a company. I used to be a VP of sales, and I did all the training for all the branch managers, the sales team. As vice president of sales, we had several branches, and I would go around and help with the hiring and the training. And, and I had a couple of guys over a few-year period, and then the same thing with one guy in the UK, that after I worked with them, they reached out to me and said, my life is completely different because you made me focus on what I could do instead of what I couldn't. There is nothing better in the world than to have somebody take what you tell them and actually apply it. And the biggest thing uh, that, that is hard for a speaker is sharing an idea and having somebody come up and say, that was awesome, and knowing they're never gonna do a thing with it. But when you have those rare few that actually apply it and then reach out to you six months or a year later and say their life is different because of it, it's not because of what I did. They knew most of what I said. I, I don't teach anything really new. There's nothing magic. But when you see lives changed, there's nothing better in the world. Well, I think the magic 
is there though. I think the magic is your enthusiasm. Um, I think it's how authentically you want this for them. And I think it's in the delivery. So I think there is magic. Maybe it's a transfer of belief. I, uh, I go back to my mentors and I thank them and they say, well, you did it. But I know that because of something they poured into me helped me. And, uh, and, and it is a combination because I've spoken to thousands and I've probably changed dozens of lives, even though I've spoken to thousands of people. So it's a combination. And probably so many more than you know. You may be right. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that mine. Fair enough. Um, so what kind of advice, Guy, can you give my audience about getting out there to pursue a passion? Well, first thing is know what you're really passionate about. I believe that, and this is obviously a really soft number, but I believe less than 5 to 10% five to of people ever figure out why they're here on the planet. I was fortunate in 1988 when I saw Brian Tracy. I knew that's what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know why I was supposed to do it. So first, if you're in a job that you just don't like, stop doing that. Life's this long, then you die. Why not live an amazing life? The years are going to pass anyway. Figure out what you're really passionate about. Second thing is, come up with a plan to get there. I couldn't do it yet. When I saw Brian Tracy in 88, I had no ability to speak. I didn't know anything. I'd just gotten out of the Navy. I was an electrician. So if I could fill a room with thousands of people coming to learn how to be an electrician on a nuclear power plant, I was set. <laughs> Nobody wants to know that. So I didn't know how to present. I wasn't very good at presenting. I was kind of uncomfortable doing it. And I didn't know anything. I read a statement recently, and I don't remember who, it, who it's accredited to, and I wish I did, but it says, don't put off a dream because it's going to take time, because the time's going to pass anyway. I could have said, I don't know anything. It might take me 10 or 15 years to get the skills to become a speaker, so I'm not going to do it. But 10 or 15 years later, I wouldn't have had the skills. So over that period from 1988 to 2003, that 15-year period, I went to every seminar I could. I learned everything I could. And today we have the internet. You can learn at an amazing rate. We didn't have the internet. We had cassettes. We had VHS tapes that you had to buy and watch them. And there was no instant access. There was no path to learn. NSA was like relatively new. It was, was around, but it was still in kind of its infancy. It started in the 70s. And so it wasn't that strong. It was, there was nothing out there. Today, when you have a passion, learn it. Go on YouTube, watch videos, invest in yourself, learn whatever it takes to do, and then go for it. I had to build up. Even when I started my business in 03, I didn't go full-time. I didn't have a reputation. I didn't have a client base, but I started. I went and got my business license. I got, a, you know, I got an LLC, and so woo, I'm a speaker. I have no clients, I have no, but I'm a speaker now. <laughs> and so people ask me what it is, and I'm a professional speaker. Who do you speak for? My dog, my wife, my, my kids. <laughs> And now you've, now you've done how many speeches? Oh, in the last five, six, seven years, I've probably presented over 800 times. I've uh, spoken literally all over the world, uh, Asia, Europe, Australia. I've spoken on four of the seven continents. I have no desire to go to uh, Antarctica. So I've got two more continents left. I'm working on getting down to Argentina. I've got a, a potential client down there. And I have sp not spoken in Africa yet. But yeah, I've been to uh, yeah, seven, 800 times in the last uh, almost six years. That's it's amazing. Just, uh, Incredible. Can you share your contact information with us in case anybody would like to reach out? Oh, absolutely. It's guyburns.biz. If you go there, there's a contact contact tab. You click on there. It's got the phone number. It's got all the contact information. I'd love to hear from your audience members. Awesome. Thank you so much, Guy. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Oh.